Hey everyone, today we will finish out Proverbs chapter 22 with verses uh, 26 through 29. Here's what it says. Be not one of those who give pledges, who put up security for debts. If you have nothing with which to pay, why should your bed be taken from under you? Do not move the ancient landmark that your fathers have set. Do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. At first glance, I didn't see the common thread through these verses, but after I thought about it, you know, it's really pretty clear. There's three obvious examples here of how men strive to get ahead in life. And I want to focus mostly on the first thing Solomon mentions, and then we'll touch on the other two. And I believe we'll be able to see which one Solomon is telling us is the right path for us. Firstly, he tells us how we should not be one of those kind of people who put up security for loans and then make promises to pay. Uh, Is Solomon saying never take out a loan? I don't think so, because... There are times borrowing and loaning is mentioned in the Bible with no seeming implication of wrongdoing. However, there is a heart behind some borrowing and lending as well, but some borrowing which is obsessive and self-centered and it can ruin a person's life. I mean, every day in this world, people see things and their heart begins pounding for them. We've all likely been there, and our heart pounds not out of need or necessity, but out of lust. Credit cards hit their limit over and over, and people become poorer and poorer in money, and not only in money, but in their heart towards God. Whether our heart aches for um, new houses or new vehicles, guns, boats, whatever it may be, by the way, none of these are bad in themselves. They can all be blessings from God. They glorify Him for sure. But if our heart yearns and hungers for these things to fill the void that God wants to fill, then something is wrong. If they take away from our mission in Christ, from our heart of joy towards God, then they are wrong. As for believers... Satan is getting what he wants when he ties our hands and keeps us working day in and day out to pay our debts so that we have little extra time for our new mission in Christ. We have less time for our family, less time to help our neighbor uh, build a fence or fill any need in Christ's name. And hopefully we still share the good news of Jesus at our jobs, but unless we've repented from a heart, seeking after things for satisfaction, we're likely not going to be interested in sharing Christ with others anywhere. I mean, as slaves to our loans, we are also tied down financially so we cannot contribute to those in need around us and uh, or even give toward making disciples throughout the world the way God has called us to share. So... So we've, we've touched on three things that really mess up our life when we become slaves to the loans that we've taken out. 
And let me just briefly mention them one more time. One is that our worship begins shifting from God to the things of the world. And secondly, our incoming money shifts from our new mission in Christ to paying for things because we become bond slaves to the loans. And thirdly, our time is taken away. I mean, we spend it not only paying for those things we've been given our life to, but also spending time with them and taking care of them. That is dusting them, storing, repairing, even uh, using them in an effort to find satisfaction. Because like Adam and Eve, we believed the promises of the world, uh, the promises of Satan over the promises of God. So Solomon also, then he gives us a couple more examples of how people get ahead in life. And I'll read the last two verses again, and then we'll just touch on them. Uh, verse 28 and 29. Do not move the ancient landmark that your fathers have set. Do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. So... Some get ahead by uh, moving landmarks, right? They, they get ahead by reinterpreting truths to suit their own interests. They take advantage of others by making a case based on passion, smooth talk. Uh, they take things out of context and uh, they manipulate the poor and the helpless, okay? So that's one way man seeks to get ahead. But then in closing, Solomon tells us a better way. And that is dependable and skillful workmanship. This is glorifying to God. Ecclesiastes 9.10 says, Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with your might. Colossians 3.17 And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And then just a few verses down, Colossians 3.23. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. So when we fervently glorify God by honest and good work, we're actually emulating him. We emulate him because... He is actually at work in us. He is the great worker. <laughs> and he will not let up. He will not quit. He will not turn back. But he, like an artist or potter, a greater than any expert craftsman, is making us into an amazing vessel that will mightily glorify himself. And in so doing, he brings us great joy. Philippians 1.6 says, and I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. And then Psalms 138.8, The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. Father God, thank you for not forsaking all those who delight in you, all those who are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Thank you for sending your only son who lived a perfect sinless life, 
by one which Adam and Eve, and no one else would do. And although the law says the wages of sin is death, your son Jesus, though he did not sin, willingly died a wicked sinner's death, that he did not have to die. Um, it was the death we deserve. So thank you, Jesus, so much for that. It was a payment for our sin. And you give your righteousness, the righteousness of Jesus, to all who delight in him, to all who turn to him, call on him, come to him, um, believe in him, find their joy in him. This is the best gift in the universe, Lord. And as you raised him up, you will raise us up one day to be with you forever. But while we're here, you give us that same power of the resurrection to have victorious lives over sin as we walk with you. We are your work, Father. Continue, please, to show us your glory. And may we share this good news with others, even today, Lord. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen.